And we are live. And I'm repping Setfire Creative. Great digital marketing agency if you want <laughs> to look for one. Um, but Utah Jazz Charlotte Hornets. Great game for the Jazz. Uh, there were a couple moments that scared me a little bit. <laughs> hey, Corbin. Um, welcome to the show. The Charlotte Hornets started off pretty hot. And I think it was like an 11 to 2 run um, before the Jazz started really picking it up. And um, and, and like 11 to 2 run, and the Jazz only lost by two in the first quarter, so fine. And then there's a point in the fourth where uh, Rudy Gobert was out, the Jazz defense just wasn't looking great, and the Hornets uh, made a run. Uh, I don't know if it got within single digits, but it got close. Uh, but. You know it's a good jazz win when you like the closest thing to a nail biting moment towards the end of the game is oh no the other team is only down by 12 at this point. So, good one good win for the Jazz. Not much to complain about. The like I'm going to dig into the stats a little bit with this one cuz like my first look when I was just looking through everything, I thought oh this is the same as the Hawks game last night. It's just the Jazz hit more threes, and their defense wasn't quite as good. But the stats are really actually, like, they're interesting for this one because I feel like in most situations when this when some of these stats were tilted towards the Hornets like they were, uh, you'd see the Jazz lose. But it's just because the Jazz are so good at three-point shooting, and, and Bojan, he was hot. Like, And for some reason, I, the Hornets' defense is pretty awful. Like, oh. There's that, and so they kept leaving Bojan wide open from the three, so that's why he had a great game tonight, and and that's like stupid stuff like that on the Hornets' end is why they weren't closer in the game. Uh, but let me like dig into these team stats. The first thing I want to point out is that so both teams made 48 shots. I've been noticing this as a trend for the Jazz, that it's pretty common for them to make the same amount of shots as their opponents, but still blow them out, which is really interesting. And that shows that um, that's either they're hitting a lot more threes, which they definitely are this season, or they're getting to the line, which they've been good at. I'd say it's probably more the threes, but the jazz shot 87 shots. The Hornets shot 104 shots. So uh, what is that? 17 shot difference. So the, the Hornets shot 17 more shots but made the same amount as, as Jazz. And so that's insane. Like, if, if you're a team and you take 17 more shots than your opponent, you should win those games. But uh, the Jazz are just that good at shooting, and I guess either the Hornets were not, or I'm, I'm going to put it more on the Jazz that they were good at forcing them into tough shots. Uh, maybe the more shots was the Jazz should have hit the rebounds better. Um, but no, they... Uh, well, they should have hit the rebounds better. The Hornets had 14 offensive rebounds, but overall the Jazz had more rebounds. That's just because the Hornets took so many more shots. Um, so rebound percentage-wise, the Jazz need to improve there, but I haven't noticed that much this season, so maybe that's just this game. Uh, the, and, yes, yeah, so that's crazy. The Jazz did shoot 53s, and they were 26 for 50, which is insane. You're over 50% from the three-point as a team. And you shot 53s. Um, if the Jazz can keep doing that, then 
uh, they really are a scary team. If, if if like once they're playing teams like the Sixers or the Lakers and they're still shooting 53s and hitting 20 plus, um, yeah, like the Jazz should be considered a contender by everyone if they can start doing that. Obviously, we're going to hold out until they, they start playing some of these uh, top three, top four seed teams uh, since a lot of these are lower seeds or out of playoff teams that they've been playing recently. Um, but the Hornets, they're not too bad. They're 10 and 13, so they're not uh, like slow start. They they could pick things up and they have talent. So it's not like the Hornets are an awful team. Their defense is awful, but their offense looks pretty good. Um, and the other thing that I would say, the reason why the Jazz probably shouldn't have won this game, but they're just so good at shooting that they kept themselves in it and blew out the Hornets, uh, were they only forced the seven turnovers from the Hornets, but they gave up 16 turnovers to the Hornets which was probably another reason why the Hornets shot so many more shots than the Jazz. And I'm going to probably keep bringing it up every episode that I do until the Jazz fix it, but they just need to hold on to the basketball. And the turnovers that I'm seeing from them are just stupid turnovers. Um, so it's not like... Because obviously the Hornets' defense is not good. Um, so they just need... Uh, I. I don't know, maybe that just comes with the style of offense that they're playing. And it's like they've been winning games by double digits. So um, I, you hate to see turnovers, but if they can win games with it, maybe maybe I'll have to lay off them if they can uh, if they can stay best in the league for the next three, four weeks. But that's team stats. I'll hop into box score, and then I'll get into the live chat. So if you have any comments about the game, or just the Jazz, or even the NBA, and I'll just leave them in the live chat. Uh, I'll I'll get to them when I'm done kind of digging through my stats and telling you my thoughts. Uh, so feel free to leave any comments or questions, um, and I'll get to them here in a couple minutes. Um, so I looked at the Jazz box score, to be honest. I didn't really look at the Hornets box score. I'll touch on them. It's fun to touch on the other team. Um, oh, he, here's a question that I thought about asking. Um, so Gordon Hayward, I know he's a touchy subject because he left the jazz and, and there's that whole, what if of what if Gordon Hayward and Donovan Mitchell uh, stayed on, but he's looking good. I I still think he's overpaid, but let's say just randomly next year, he gets bought out by the Hornets for some weird reason. That's not going to happen. But in this hypothetical, let's say he does. And like, would you want jazz to try to pick him up? Um, and if they do, how much would you be willing to, for the Jazz to pay to have Gordon Hayward on the team? So, cause I still think he's a good player, but I think that brings up two questions. One, does he fit with his current Jazz team? Will he buy in like the rest of the team? And two, um, do you want Gordon Hayward back on the Jazz? Uh, are like, is that something that you've kind of forgiven him enough to let him back on the team? So think about that. Let me know in the live chat. We might come back to that if if there's enough interest in that. But looking at the Hornets, LaMelo Ball looked good. Uh, he had 34 points, 8 assists, uh, 0 turnovers, which is awesome for him, especially as a rookie who is a rookie who tends to make flashy passes. Um, I think that was an awesome game. From what I saw from him tonight, like, I don't know if he is a superstar. Like, I don't know if he'll be like a franchise player. But... I think he he'll have several all stars under his belt during his career. He he's looked good. His 
I don't like his shot mechanics, but then again, I don't like Joe Ingles or uh, Bogdanovich's shot mechanics, but the, the ball still goes in, and he's he's shooting well. Um, I don't think he's like a crazy good three-point shooter, but the ball goes in, uh, and he can hit contested threes as well, so it's not just wide-open ones. Uh, so I'm excited to follow LaMelo Ball's career. Um, he'll be fun to watch. Hopefully he's not just hype right now because he's a rookie and dies off, kind of like what Lonzo Ball did, but... Lonzo wasn't doing what LaMelo Ball is doing in his rookie year. Also, and Gordon Hayward, he had a good game, 20, 25 points, 5 assists, 10 rebounds. But at the end of the day, it's empty numbers. Like, um, If you put up 40 points in a blowout loss, does it really matter? Like, uh, So some good numbers from some of their players. I'm excited to see some of them develop. I think Gordon Hayward's a weird fit on their roster. Uh, but let's go over to the Jazz because there's some cool stuff that happened with the Jazz. Uh, I was talking about yesterday how it's exciting to watch the Jazz because they do share the ball. They're not trying to get the most points for themselves. And so every game you see different players as like leading scorers. Sometimes you see Jordan Clarkson with 30. Uh, but then like the next game... You see Mike Conley with 30, and it's just like, depends on who's hot that night, and they're always sharing the ball. Tonight, I mentioned the Hornets left Bojan open all the time. So Bojan, he had his 31 points. He had seven rebounds, five assists, zero turnovers, which is perfect. That's exactly what you want to see out of him, especially when they're leaving him open on the three-point line like they were tonight. And Donovan Mitchell, he did have four turnovers, um... I'm not going to knock him too hard for that because he had an awesome game otherwise. He shot 5 for 9 from 3 with 30 points. Uh, 5 rebounds, or 5 assists, 3 rebounds, and a steal. Um, but he doesn't, he he puts up numbers in the other stat categories other, other than points, but he doesn't typically like kill it there. So um, that wasn't out of the ordinary. He didn't score though until like halfway through the second. So he put up 30 points and like, two and a half quarters, which is pretty awesome. Uh, Gobert gave us his 12 and 15. Clarkson gave us his 15 points. Um, so just a good game. No complaints really, but um, yeah, Conley had his 16. So it was a fun game to watch. Uh, I think this was a lot more fun than the Hawks game because the Hornets, well, like the Hawks, Trey Young wasn't playing. So that's really the only draw to watch the Hawks at this point, unless you just love Clint Capella. Um, but the Hornets, they have more offensive pieces, so it was fun to watch the other team. Like, like LaMelo Ball had some cool passes that I enjoyed. But also the Jazz, they shot a lot of threes. And against the Hawks, they shot, like, I, th- I think they only shot, like, 22 threes, if I remember correctly, which is really low for them. I may be remembering that off. I know definitely they made less than 20 uh, by quite a bit, but tonight they shot 50, and they were just going in, so fun game, Jazz keep winning, still the best record in the league, and I think, um, I think they're starting to have a target on their back, uh, when they started the streak, and I felt like a lot of people stopped, like, weren't really taking them seriously, they knew they were a good team, but they kind of expected the Jazz from last year, I think they're starting to develop a target on their back, which is both good and bad. Um, the bad part is it start is going to have to be where even when they're playing t- 
teams that aren't playoff teams, they're going to get those teams a game because they know it's the Jazz, and if they beat the Jazz, it'll be a huge deal for their fans. The good news, though, is if the Jazz can keep winning games like that when they have that target, even when it's against bad teams, that means they're like a contender because that's that's what the best teams in basketball do is they win games. And the reason they're the one seed is because they did good enough against the good teams in the season and then they just won all the games against the bad teams. So, um, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy with what I'm seeing from the Jazz. Obviously, their record is getting a lot harder here pretty soon. I think on Sunday they're playing the Pacers, which I'm the Pacers are one of those teams where I'm not sure if they're a good team or a bad team. So we'll see how they do. I do think the Pacers are a lot tougher than a lot of the teams they have been playing. So that's kind of the start. And then um, after the Pacers and a couple games after that, the gauntlet kind of starts where it's just a bunch of really tough games one right after another. So hopefully the Jazz make it through that. I'm excited to cover it because I think the Jazz will do good through it. Um, But yeah. So... I see there's some comments here. I'll I'll get to them real quick. Um, if you haven't liked the video, make sure to like the video. If you're not subscribed and you're a Jazz fan, you need to subscribe. We we do a post uh, post game video or post game live stream like this one after every game. We've not missed one yet this season, and we don't plan to unless something crazy comes up. So yeah, make sure you subscribe. And we we put out other episodes. We'll put out one tomorrow. It should be both Nate and I on that one. That one won't be live because um, there's two of us so we can kind of keep our conversation going and we like to have more time to make the audio a little cleaner on those. But with that being said, put your comments, questions in the live chat and then uh, we can get to this. Uh, so the first one, uh, Corbin Brown asked, do you think that Conley has a real chance to be an all-star? Um, so... The tough part is, so as a starter, definitely not because there's just not enough fan support from Utah fans and no one else is going to vote for him from him. So his best chances are as a reserve, probably pretty low on that reserve list, looking at the West. Uh, not to say that, like, I think he's definitely an all-star caliber player. We talked about, though, that since the Jazz are the best, they have the best record in the West, and the coach is chosen by record. So if the Jazz can keep this being the number one team in the West all the way up until the All-Star game, that means Quinn Snyder is the coach for the West. And I'm not sure exactly how the reserves are chosen. I'm not sure if it's like a vote by all the coaches or if it's that All-Star coach. I'll have to look into that. But And I feel like they change it up. I feel like it used to be one way and now it's the other, and I don't remember what it is right now. But if if it is that the all-star coach chooses the rest of the reserves, then I think Quinn Snyder will throw Mike Conley in there. And Mike Conley has also been getting some media attention uh, from a couple bigger podcasts about him wanting to be an all-star, and he's been playing at an all-star level. So I guess, and that's my really long answer for saying, I do think he has a shot. And honestly, the sad part is this might be his last good shot at making an all-star team but I really hope he does um he's he's had a couple seasons in the past where he definitely earned it um and and maybe that's me 
I think he does have a shot, but maybe that's me being too pessimistic saying that it's a long shot, but and and maybe his reputation around the league is better than than what I think it is. Um, but there are a lot of other players. He's not averaging over twenty points, and when you're not averaging twenty plus points, it can be tough to get into an All Star game. Look at Rudy Gobert, where he, I think he's deserved several more All Stars than he has, but just because he like he just fills up the rebound and doesn't do much on the points typically, then um, people. People don't like putting him as an all-star. Um, having the best chemistry in the league is a championship trait. Yeah, and and honestly, as good as the Lakers were last season, that's that's what I saw from them as the best team with the best chemistry. Um, and and that's really on LeBron. I think LeBron is a great leader, and that's why the Lakers were able to bond like they did and had a great, great teammate chem- chemistry. And that's what we're seeing from the Jazz this year. Um, I I saw a, U- a YouTube video where it was, I think it was something titled like, um, I, th- I think it said, is the Jazz uh, like the, the worst fear of the Lakers and Clippers or something like that. And that sounds kind of weird because when you're talking about the Jazz, it's a collective, it's R, like R the Jazz, because that's plural. But then I thought about it, I was like, oh, maybe that makes sense because the Jazz they really do play as a unit. It's not like they have every individual player doing their thing. They all have the same mindset. They're all playing as a unit. So maybe is the jazz works. No, it's kind of corny, but um, I think that's true. That's something that I've been seeing from the jazz. Um, I've been seeing it a lot recently towards the end of their big winning streak. And then in in these past few games and they've been just, they've been playing great. So I think, and that's why I was saying, I think the Jazz are going to have a target on their back. And yeah, I, I have high hopes for this team. And I th- I think they'll keep it up through the season. The big question though is, uh, what, th- what will they do in the playoffs? I feel like there's going to be a big media conversation here in about a month if the Jazz continue this up. So I'll touch on it here about what I think the Jazz can do in the playoffs because everyone's going to be saying, oh, like, they made it out of the first round that one year, like, a couple of years ago. Um, but then other than that, they've just been first-round exits. But if you look at, like, like two years ago, it was against the Rockets, and they just got beat because that was Chris Paul, James Harden. That was a really good Rockets team. And, and that team had championship aspirations from day one. But then last year against the Nuggets, they should have won that series, and there was just – that game seven was heartbreaking – uh, and I, I think they they might have been able to do what the Nuggets did to the Clippers as well. I think the Jazz were that good of a team. It's and Bojan was out at that point as well. So I think with everyone healthy and with how they're they're just in in sync right now, I'm not terribly worried about the playoffs. Um, but that's me. I'm going to let them go prove that to us, and that will be really fun to watch as that happens. Um, so Dante, so I, for those of you who weren't here, I, I put up the question, like, what if the Hornets like next year randomly, and this is a hypothetical, just, uh, buy out Gordon Hayward's contract. Would you want the jazz to sign him? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? And do you think he'd be a good fit? So, so Dante says they can keep Gordon honest. Um, actually, I'm just going to let you guys give your answers to that. I'm not sure if I would want the Jazz to have him, 
he's a great player, but I don't know if he fits with the Jazz culture right now uh, and what he's been through since he left the Jazz. I feel like he's he's a different player than what he was when the Jazz had him. Um, and and then Corbin, uh, along with Gordon, with that Gordon Hayward question, it says if we got him, uh, like four years, forty five million dollar deal, um but I like the direction the Jazz are going. That's my same thought. Like at the end of the day, you can take and I'll, I'll take any player for the right amount of money on any team, basically. Right. Um, even if it's a player that you don't think really fits your system, if you can get a starting caliber player for a million dollars a year, like take him uh, and <laughs> make him work it, like make it work. Uh, so I think if it was the right deal, like if the if the Jazz got him for a killer contract long term, super like super team friendly deal, I'd probably go with it. But then again, uh, does he fit? Would that hurt things? Um, that's something. Um, Carter Allred says maybe I missed something. Did I hear Conley is injured? I didn't see anything about that. Maybe maybe I'm missing it. One one tough part is sometimes I try to rush on here and don't dig as much into all the news um I'll actually look it up right now maybe you guys can too um Mike Conley news NBA injury alert jazz point guard Mike Conley hamstring will not return tonight to tonight's game so yes he is injured and I missed that hamstring I don't know. I we'll have to wait to see what more information they get. If there's any like new updates on Conley that you guys are seeing, just post it in the live chat, uh, and and we can talk about that. But hamstring could be anything from he's out for two games to he's out for like a few weeks. Hopefully, it's nothing serious. Hamstrings are pro, are typically more on the minor side, but I don't know. It really depends on the how how tough it is. Um. Okay, so so Carter, he says, should we be worried that the Jazz consistently let teams back in the game? That won't work when the Jazz start playing elite teams. That's something to think about. I honestly, I, I'm not too worried about that side of things. Um, because if you're up by 20 points, I I feel like it's more natural to play your bench players a little more, give your starters a little bit more rest maybe test new lineups. So it's more, you're not going out there and trying to run up the score. And when you do that, like when you lose that mindset, of like go kill, go kill, like get more points, shut them down in defense every time because you're testing out something new and the like, players are trying to figure it out or uh, you just don't have your best players out there when they do. That's when runs can happen. I don't think the Jazz would do that as much if they're playing a team like the Lakers Unless it is six minutes left in the game and they're up by 20. And they do it until the Lakers, if they get within 12, then they could change it. And that, that would be scary against a team like the Lakers. But if the Jazz are up by 20, I, I can't see the Jazz getting up by 20 points as often as they are now against elite teams. What I would be worried about on that line, though, is the Jazz are inconsistent at the starts of games. It like sometimes they start off awesome and those games are like those are fun to watch when they just uh I forget what game it was but there was one where they just like they won the game in the first three minutes because they're up by so much 
Uh, but it, it's kind of inconsistent. It feels like most of the time it takes them about four or five minutes of gameplay to really start locking in, which against the Hornets, it worked. They were only down by two at the end of the first, and they, they came back from being down. They were down by 12 at one point in the first quarter. Uh, but what I would be worried about is if the Jazz don't start strong against elite teams because uh, I think the Jazz are an elite team, but elite teams tend to know how to close out games better, and when they take that lead, they don't lose. And that's what we've been seeing from the Jazz is when they take a lead early, uh, they keep that lead for the rest of the game. Um, but if you if you give any sort of leverage to better teams, they know how to close it out. And so it becomes a really tough battle for the Jazz at that point. So uh, good op- good observation, though. I personally don't think it's a huge worry. I think it's more because they're up by so much uh, than they're making changes that lead to them losing a little bit of ground. Um, most of the time, though, it doesn't come to a nail-biter situation. Uh, Nate, 26-3 in a, as a franchise record. I feel like the Jazz are breaking records from the three-point line left and right this season. And I bet in a week or a week or two weeks, we could report a new franchise record for the Jazz with threes because they're insane this year. It's it's really fun to watch. And, like, I, I remember the first game that they shot 53-pointers and we were all freaking out like, oh, this is crazy. Like, this is a new Jazz team. And now it's like... If they're not shooting close to 50, then we're, we're like, oh, something's wrong, like the Hawks game yesterday. Um, Sawyer is a hard no. Sawyer Parker says he's a hard no on getting Gordon Hayward back. I'm not a hard no, but I'm. I would be. I would definitely lean no on that on that conversation. Um. But. Yeah, and that if if you have any more comments, I'll probably ramble on here for a couple more minutes. Um, maybe just one more minute. If you have any more comments that you want to touch on tonight, put them in the live chat. Otherwise, we'll close this up pretty soon. But just looking at the Jazz, I don't know. I, f- I feel like if I'm getting more and more optimistic about what I'm seeing. And I feel like I was hesitant to really consider them an elite team even when they were the best in the league and they 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 came back and were uh that that first seed in the west and i feel like a lot of other jazz fans are excited but a lot of them i think they were hesitant like i was to to consider them a real elite team um because i feel like in in lots of years past they've been let down in the playoffs and and so i touched on that how i don't think we should be too worried about the Jazz in the playoffs this year. Obviously, we need to let them prove that to us. But from what I've been seeing from the Jazz, and this isn't just them playing bad teams, they're rolling over them, but this is, you look at the Jazz, and it's really unique because I haven't, we really haven't seen many teams like this in recent years where there's no, like, one guy and I thought Donovan Mitchell coming in would be that one guy but he hasn't really been like like it's been the team and they go and as a unit they just look elite they look like they're in control of the game even when they're down they look like calm composed they know what they're doing they know 
how to get the best shot, where to find the shooters, what to do. Obviously, there is some still sloppy stuff with turnovers, but they're still confident even with their mistakes. So watching how this team reacts with each other on the court and, and how they play, I am very optimistic for the Jazz. That being said, their schedule does get really tough here really fast. And so we're probably going to see a few Jazz losses, and we've been kind of spoiled these last few weeks with just a bunch of wins. Uh, so as if you see any losses here coming up, don't freak out. It's going to happen. Like I said, the best teams hold their own against the best teams in the regular season. They do pretty good. They're normally, they win some, they lose some, right? But then they beat those easy teams. And then when it comes to the playoffs, they stay composed. They stick through it. Even if they lose a couple games in a series, they can come back. And that's what I see out of this Jazz team. So uh, if you see a couple losses here coming up, don't freak out because uh, um, the Jazz have got it figured out. And when it comes to playoffs, I think uh, I think they'll really show the world how good of a team they are, even if they don't have LeBron James on their team. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited to follow this uh, this story of the Jazz and how good they can actually be throughout the season. Hopefully it's not just they go on a huge losing streak and, and prove us all that it was hype. But what I'm seeing, I don't think it's it's hype. I think it's this is a really good team. Uh, so to end off, last question, Carter asks, Celtics or Clippers, who's your pick? Um, I don't know, like... As far as I, I think a while ago I predicted the Lakers and Celtics to be a the finals matchup, uh, and so that kind of kind of makes me want to double down and go with the Celtics. But from what I've seen, what I've been seeing, and I don't watch a ton of basketball from other teams. I I try to keep up with who wins and basic stats, but it's really tough to keep up with all all the games and watch them. But from what I've seen. I like how the Clippers are playing more recently than the how the Celtics have been playing. So I would go with the Clippers as, as far as um, regular season game. But I, I'm, I still think the Celtics are an awesome team. And obviously, like, they have really talented players that, like, I don't know. They, it's tough to win against them even when they're not playing good. Uh, but for now, I'll go with Clippers. And that's how I'll end it off. But... Everyone, thanks thanks for joining me tonight. It's been fun. It was a great win for the Jazz. I'm excited to to see how they I'm I'm hoping they continue and build another win streak here going. That would, that would be awesome, especially with some of the teams that are coming up. But yeah, and and make sure if you're not subscribed, subscribe, hit the notification bell because we're putting out a video tomorrow. And yeah, you sh- you should be wanting to be that first comment on there. <laughs> the the coveted first comment be that first like as well so everyone thanks for joining us um it's been fun and yeah have a good night when we'll next stream is sunday so make sure to tune in then okay bye